Welcome back to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Brightman, and it's my pleasure to welcome in to this episode, uh, Drew Ham, writer for Wisconsin's Badger Notes and uh, longtime uh, cover, uh, covered Wisconsin for a long time. Drew, we've talked over the years. It's great to have you on. Thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. It's uh, excited. Wisconsin was on the bye last week, so excited to get back to uh, some football talk. So uh, why don't you give some Rutgers fans a little bit of uh, idea of just in terms of, you know, how the season's gone so far, your initial thoughts on Luke Fickle's first team and, uh, you know, where they are, I guess, in terms of expectations you had going into the season to where they're at right now. Well, the Wisconsin team will definitely look different than any Wisconsin team that Rutgers fans have seen since they've been in the conference. But, I kind of wish it didn't because while Luke Fickle and Phil Longo, I think have a really good idea for the offense, we uh, don't really have the personnel quite yet to uh, run it how they want to. And so Braylon Allen, who is, you know, our all American running back should still be getting a ball, the ball uh, a bulk of the time, especially now that our backup Ches Malusi is, is out for the season again. Uh, the defense isn't quite as good as it has been. I think there have just been enough changes where the guys are still kind of figuring it out. I'm hoping that as the season progresses, uh, it'll get better. And it, it, it seems like it has, uh, as far as, as expectations, looking at the schedule before the season started, uh, Ohio state seemed like the only for sure loss on the schedule. The the Big Ten West is just a a joke of a division. It's, <laughs> you know, incredible content in terms of how bad the football is, but like there there aren't any good teams. Wisconsin is kind of, you know, the best of the worst, I'd think. But uh it's taken them a few weeks to kind of get going. They looked their best in their most recent game against Purdue two weeks ago. So we'll see if they've kind of hit their stride. But I will believe it when I see it, I guess. Yeah, Wisconsin definitely seems like a team that's just going to get better as the year goes on. And uh, obviously, Fickle, you know, I think it's a great hire for them. Uh, I was wondering about the defense, you know, is it is it more of just the change in scheme? Uh, is it a, 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 the person, you know, you mentioned on the offense, maybe the personnel not fitting the scheme as well. I was wondering if you thought that on the defense as well, just in terms of, uh, you know, the change from the two gap to the one gap with Trestle and uh, the linebackers being a little bit more traditional, uh, you know, in terms of maybe uh, downhill versus, uh, you know, as athletic as maybe they need to be. Yeah, I, I don't think the the scheme is crazy different and that is not having a huge effect. I just think the the losses that Wisconsin suffered on defense from last year they lost their two best defensive players, uh, kind of nose tackle, defensive tackle, Keanu Benton, and then edge rusher, Nick Herbig. And uh, those two might have covered up some cracks in the foundation last year with how good they were. But I think losing them and then also switching a little bit how they play has kind of had the guys thinking more than you know reacting when they're out there on defense. And just to be perfectly frank outside of kind of Benton who was an unheralded recruit coming in, Wisconsin hasn't recruited the defensive line particularly well, and certainly not in comparison 
the you know the big boys in the Big Ten, but not even in comparison to the middle of the road teams. I'd I'd say. So I think there's also a bit of a a talent deficiency on the defensive line, and as Fickle and uh, Russell start recruiting more to their their scheme, I think that will get better. But this year is kind of a bit of a, a transition year in that regard. And um, how do you you mentioned Braylon Allen, obviously Chesma Lucy now for the year. Um, how do you think that that's going to change things up? I know the Wisconsin staff has even kind of said, you know, they don't want to overload him uh, with too much of a workload. I'm skeptical of that, at least in this game as a Rutgers fan. I feel like if he gets rolling early on, They'll probably ride the hot hand with him. How do you think the offense looks different in this game with Malusi now out? Um, I think it might return a little bit to a more traditional Wisconsin offense where they're just running the ball more. It won't be anything from under center as much, but Braylon Allen, I think, should get as many carries <clears throat> as he can handle because uh, backing him up now are some very unproven players who I think, you know, could be solid, but in a third running back role, I wouldn't want any of them as my backup running back who is getting 30, 40% of the backfield touches. So if, if Allen can get it rolling against Rutgers, I think they should just feed him until, you know, he's full. But uh, <laughs> it, if they try and, I feel like at certain times Longo has tried to like prove a point that you can pass at Wisconsin when you really should probably still just be running it more and then taking the pass when it gets there. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. And uh, talking about passing Tanner Mordecai quarterback transferred in. He's uh, a pretty good. I thought um, I, I thought the Purdue game, he looked pretty good. How, how do you think, He's coming along and, uh, you know, I know he's a dual threat, but it seems like he's, you know, a, a, in spots and, and more of a, of a passer than a runner. For sure. he He's definitely more of a passer. He just can run, uh, which is a lot different than a lot of Wisconsin's quarterbacks who were, you know, a little more statuesque in the pocket. But, yeah, he, he's not a, a guy who's looking to run necessarily but he, he can do it. I've been a touch underwhelmed with Mordecai. I I thought the passing offense with the, the wide receivers that were brought in as transfers and with uh, Chimray DK coming back, who I think is one of the better wide receivers Wisconsin has had in years, I, I thought the passing offense would look a little better. I maybe shouldn't have thought that because in the spring game, uh, Mordecai threw like four or five interceptions against uh, a Wisconsin defense that we kind of saw at the beginning of the season wasn't necessarily up to snuff. And so maybe I was just kind of looking past that with my hopes that the passing offense would be better. Um, like with most of the team, I think he is improving as the season has gone on, but it, it hasn't quite been what I hoped it would be. That's fair. Um, yeah, I feel like Wisconsin is one of those teams that maybe was a little under uh, overrated at the start, and now I feel like they, they're getting better. And, uh, I mean, their only loss is a single-digit loss at Washington State. That's, you know, holding up pretty well so far. For um, sure. What, um, you know, 
in terms of this matchup with Rutgers, I guess, and coming off the bye, uh, aside from the adjustment with Malusi, uh, you know, what should Rutgers fans expect? Or what, what do you think Wisconsin will do in terms of attacking this game? I mean, I think as, as you know, as boring as it sounds, especially for like uh, talking to a Wisconsin guy about a Wisconsin game, they just need to to run the ball and, and control the clock. I think that Rutgers isn't uh, as bad as a casual fan thinks when they think of, of Rutgers in the Big Ten for, you know, a couple years, they were kind of down. But that that's not the case anymore. Rutgers, the talent floor has been raised. Uh, I think on both sides of the ball, they're better even than they were last year. Um, I really like uh, the the linebacker. Is it Tyrell Powell? Or... Uh, Ty- Tyreem. I really I really like him. Sorry, Tyreem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's uh, a really good player that we're gonna have to kind of keep an eye on. Know where he is because he just he makes plays. I think uh, quarterback. I think Gavin Wimsett is. Uh, he's just he's talented, and while he may not have you know super crazy you know, completion percentage numbers. He doesn't turn the ball over a ton, at least this year he hasn't. And I think he's another guy who's just going to continue to get better. So I I think that it's going to be a tougher game than a lot of Wisconsin fans would say, especially maybe at the beginning of the the year before games had been played. I mean, I I watched a lot of the the first game, the Rutgers-Northwestern game. And while, you know, Northwestern is bad like very bad like Rutgers just kind of slowly squeezed the life out of them and like looked like a dominant team against a conference opponent and so I, I I think the game I think it should be fun I think it'll be most likely low scoring I don't think either of these teams are going to be particularly explosive but uh I think it should be a good game yeah, and I think the way you detailed the way Wisconsin could come out and play is, is pretty much how Shiano likes to play too. So, uh, you know, I'm skeptical that they can win that way in terms of just trying to, you know, control the clock and, and outrush Wisconsin. I think they're going to have to exploit, you know, things in the past game at some point and, and have some big plays there. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a really interesting matchup. And, uh Wisconsin's pretty much owned Rutgers since since they've been in the conference, but I, I feel like if they can continue to play mistake-free ball the way they have, it gives them a shot uh, in a way that they haven't really had against Wisconsin uh, so far. Yeah, I I think trying to like out Wisconsin, Wisconsin is usually not not the best idea. But I agree. This, but but this year I I think it's it's a little different as like the offense has changed from your stereotypical Wisconsin offense. Uh, and they've they've made some mistakes and turned the ball over a couple of times and gone three and out when they really needed to put together a 10-play drive. And so there, there definitely are advantages to be taken as an opponent. But I think, to your point, Rutgers should probably be looking to maybe try and take a few chances early to try and get a quick touchdown or a law, a big play and kind of put a little, you know, fear into the back of Wisconsin's mind as they're going into the second quarter. Cause except for the Purdue game, Wisconsin has been a bad first half team. 
Like they've just looked lost as soon as they come out on the field. And I don't know what they say at halftime, but it, it's worked and they've looked a lot better in the second half. But, you know, against Washington State, it wasn't enough. They played much better, but they'd already dug themselves into a big hole. So, you know, if Rutgers jumps out to 10 nothing, 14-3 lead at the end of the first quarter, I don't know, then you could start playing, you know, Greg Schiano, pound the rock, control the clock, and see what happens in the second half. Well, that has actually been the formula uh, in in all their wins uh, is exactly that, is that they've got jumped out to a two-score lead, and then they just kind of run it. And, you know, third quarter's been a struggle because of that. And then uh, they've been able to kind of pull away in the fourth quarter side, obviously, for Michigan. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, Wisconsin offense has been really, really good, though, in the red zone. Uh, they're perfect, 18 of 18. Um, you know, and they mix it up a little bit, but I was curious just in terms of is there anything that stands out in terms of why they've been successful in the red zone? Um, I think Mordecai's ability to extend plays and get yards if something breaks down has been helpful. Um, I think the play calling has actually been pretty good in the red zone too. Uh, I don't think Longo gets too cute down there, and he also will dial up kind of, you know, a weird play every now and then to keep people on their toes. But it's, you know, it's mostly just kind of giving it to Braylon Allen and letting him do some work or Mordecai has rushed in a couple times. And then, you know, once they get down inside the five yard line, you just kind of got to gain a yard and a half on every play. And then you're in the end zone. I mean, it, it isn't aesthetically pleasing, but it does get you six points. So I, I don't think they're doing anything crazy that Rutgers would have to scheme for specifically, but it, it is tough to stop the Badgers once they get down close to the goal line. And uh, obviously the coaches and the players aren't, you know, going into it this way, but, you know, and, and as, as fans, we get to speculate on things. A, a, any concern that, you know, they have Iowa next week and potentially, you know, that maybe Rutgers is being uh, – could be, uh, especially if Wisconsin maybe jumps out to a lead, uh, maybe overlooked a little bit? You know, maybe. I Iowa's always uh, just an awful game. I hate playing Iowa so much. <laughs> they're, just, they're just the worst. And, like, it's a it's a big a big rivalry game for us. And, you know, right. their states are close together, and we both play stupid styles of football, Iowa even more so than Wisconsin. But I – I'd, I'd like to think that they are now past the point this season where they think they can just show up and win a football game because that clearly hasn't been the case. They, you know, have already lost a football game, for instance, but they've also struggled in the first half against teams like Buffalo and Georgia Southern, who Buffalo has proven to be very bad, and uh, Georgia Southern isn't that great either. And so I, I'd like to think that they are fully focused on beating Rutgers and then they'll worry about Iowa on Sunday. But, you know, you, you never know with trying to guess the mindset of a group of 118 to 22-year-old kids. So, <laughs> Very true, oh. very true. I think coming off the bye, too, maybe actually helps in refocusing them. Right. You, you've just, you've been, you know, practicing for the same team for, you know, what, over a week now. So hopefully they're just ready to get out there and play. And I, I don't know, man. Iowa not to derail our discussion. I just hate Iowa so much. And they, they just, they look 
bad, like yeah. really bad. And they've got a backup quarterback going now who is a, a Wisconsin transfer actually. So I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be too worried about Iowa if I were anybody, let alone uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Rutgers fans are definitely optimistic that going to Iowa in November, that there's a, you know, a, a realistic chance that for to come out with a win. Mm, there is. Uh, all right. So I wanted to ask you something that I, 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 I love your takes on, on certain unique things. And uh, I don't know if the Wisconsin fan base has been up in arms, but I, I've seen it with other fan bases as much as Rutgers. Uh, bigger rival to Big Ten fan bases right now. Actually being able to win a national title for the conference in football and basketball or the Peacock Network. Oh, man. Uh, so this is our, our first game on Peacock. Us and too, yep. and uh, people are upset. <laughs> and I, our uh, Jesse Temple is the Wisconsin beat reporter for The Athletic. And he posted uh, a poll this morning asking people, like, what are you going to do for the game this weekend? Like, do you already have Peacock? You're going to get it and then cancel it right away. You're just going to get it and keep it or you're not going to get it. And I was shocked that over 40% of the respondents, there were over 200 respondents when I voted, said they weren't going to watch the game. They, like, weren't signing up for Peacock and they were just going to listen to the game on the radio, which I thought. I thought that number would be way lower. Uh, like I, I understand being, you know, upset about all the streaming services you require as a, as a person these days. Like I've got kids, I've got like a thousand streaming services to watch all the shows they want to watch. But like, and I, I, whatever. It's just like, there's going to be basketball on there soon. And then like other sports, like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the craziest thing to, to subscribe to, to watch your dumb team play. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's $6 a month. You know, I, I get that it's frustrating. You know, things are different now, but I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember you could only follow certain Rutgers games, especially basketball, like in the eighties, you know, it was radio was your only option. It wasn't even on TV. So, uh, and if you go to a game, I mean, you can't even get a beer close to $6. So I just, yeah, I, I feel like it's something to be upset about, but I think the Rutgers percentage would be even higher than 40%. I, I'm getting requests. People want a list of what bars they can go to in the state that carry Peacock that you can watch the game. Wow. I, I just, yeah, that, I mean, I, I understand taking a, a wild moral stance on stuff like this. Like, I get it. I do it too. <laughs> but like at a certain point, like, yeah, don't you just want to sit on your couch and watch the game and exactly. drink, drink your beer and go to your bathroom? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're probably, we're probably at a certain stage in our life where, you know, we have kids and we, we would prefer to do that than going to somewhere and just, you know, being out watching the game. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I kind of find the whole Peacock thing kind of funny how people are, because it is polarizing and people do get very upset about it. Yeah. there. Yeah. It, it wasn't a thing until, until this, this week since, yeah, we hadn't played yet, but yeah, people are, people are fired up. That's going to unite part of the conference fan base against, uh, you know, NBC. <laughs> well, if you look at basketball too, like Indy, I don't know how many Wisconsin got. Rutgers only got two, but was uh, Michigan, Michigan state, Indiana, they all got five or six games that are on Peacock. Yeah, we, we got a bunch and it was like a couple of our big non-conference games too. Like we play oh. Tennessee and like, that's going to be on Peacock. And that was like a big deal. And then, oh, you know, wow. and then, yeah, we had, I don't know if it was as many as six, but we had more than two. It was probably four or five. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, see how that goes. Uh, but, you know, listen, the Big Ten, the revenue is going up, and it's it, there's got to be a reason, right, why the media rights continue to go up. Yeah, as I've always said, as long as we're creating value for the shareholders, then I'm for whatever decision they make. Good, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Screw NBC. Uh, all right, so any closing thoughts on the matchup uh, on Saturday? You don't have to give a prediction per se, but any keys or maybe any anybody uh, on Wisconsin Rutgers fans should be aware about any kind of thing you want to just kind of point out? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, a, a score prediction-wise. I, I do think Wisconsin will end up winning. Uh, I don't think it'll be a blowout. I know sometimes the, these Wisconsin-Rutgers games in the in the past have gotten a little bit out of hand. I don't think that'll be the case this year. Uh, a player that Rutgers fans might want to look out for that you might not think of, our, uh, our slot receiver, Will Pauling, is a is a transfer. This is his first year in Madison. He is uh, he's really good, and if you don't have three good cornerbacks, then he's gonna he's gonna burn you. And he's he's short, fast, and uh, get the ball in his hands as much as possible, and try and let him you know make plays in space, as uh, an offensive coordinator would say in the offseason about what they're trying to do. Uh, I think he's a guy you might want to keep an eye on, especially since we might not be able to run as often with uh, Ellen needing a breather here and there. Yeah, that's a great point because I, I do think that Wisconsin passing the ball, you know, they could be more effective than maybe even Wisconsin fans think in this game. And, and Rutgers really hasn't been tested too much in the past game so far. Uh, actually, last question I, I lied. I wanted to ask the kicker. He's seven for seven, right, on field goals? Yeah, he's been incredible. Uh, I, it, it blows my mind. We Wisconsin hasn't had a good kicker since Raphael Gaglianone, which was many years ago. Uh, but yeah, he, he was a, a transfer from, from Ohio. He was like uh, a freshman All-American, and he has been even better than advertised, to be perfectly honest. Like I used to have dread whenever Wisconsin would line up for a field goal, but now it's like, oh, if it's within 48 yards, this guy's probably going to drill it. So... Yeah, he could be a weapon if the game is uh, is real close. And uh, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Vakos, Nathaniel Vakos. Oh, yes. All right. Well, I really appreciate all your insight. Uh, I think, yeah, I hope for a good game as a Rutgers fan. But, uh, I, yeah, I look at Wisconsin as the clear favorite in the West now. I know that probably doesn't comfort you in terms of how bad that division is. But as Rutgers fans, I think, you know, this is not a game I think we could, you know, this, this would be a statement win for the program for sure. So I'm hoping they at least come out and, uh, you know, give it a, a really good test and uh, we'll see what happens. Indeed. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. Anything you want to plug uh, where people can find you? Uh, you can read my Wisconsin thoughts on, uh, on Badger notes. You can follow me on, on Twitter. If you're still a brain poison person that's on that website, uh, at my name, Drew Hum, and then the number five. And I also, I know there are probably a decent amount of Rutgers fans who are also Eagles fans. I'm from outside of Philadelphia, and uh, I write for Bleeding Green Nation. And, uh, you know, go Birds. Well, you have a, a pretty good NFL team to, to root for and write for. But, uh, Drew Hum, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate all your insight, and good luck on Saturday. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate it.